0: This is Sarah from Art History Happy Hour. Tina and I are putting the finishing touches on part two of our NFT discussion, which we'll be releasing very shortly, along with our second episode of Scene, in which we discuss the appearance of art in movies and TV, and which is a benefit of becoming a Patreon supporter. We wanted to give you all a taste of our forthcoming Scene installment, which focuses on an episode of the Hulu series The Great, an imaginative and somewhat satirical account of Catherine the Great of Rhymes. Russia. To become a Patreon supporter for two dollars a month and get access to our full discussion, please visit patreoncom hour. The acquisition of this collection of paintings that we see in the show is probably a reference to when Catherine the Great, in actuality, acquired a group of paintings from a Berlin-based merchant named Johann Ernst gotzkowski by and large, that collection, that initial acquisition, and then what was subsequently added to it became what we now know as the Russian State Hermitage Museum. It's the huge kind of state museum in Russia. So the works that were in the Godkovsky Collection were largely 17th century Dutch and Flemish works, um, including a good chunk by renowned masters of the period like Franz Hals, Rembrandt, Anthony van Dyck, um, Peter Paul Rubens, as well as some works by Italian painters like Raphael and Titian. And these are the kind of works that we see on view in this episode, though, as far as I can tell, none of the works that we see in that episode are actually part of the Hermitage collections. They weren't in Catherine's day, and they're not now. But the the works that we do see are in keeping with the types of works that she collected, and they also underscore the themes of the sh- of the episode and of the show as a whole, except for one uh, exception, which we'll come back to later.
1: Just to underscore what Sarah's saying, right, I think it's such an important point, Sarah, that, like, you know, they're sacrificing historical and accuracy, perhaps, but... They're doing it in uh, the name of poetic license, right? I mean, they're trying to communicate. I mean, as is often the case, this will be a recurring theme, I'm sure, in our, you know, quote unquote scene series of episodes, um, that art is used not merely as mise en scene you know but or like as like scenery to show us that these people were wealthy and had art it's actually used to communicate and reinforce very specific themes characterizations um so you would expect that you know even if uh, these paintings were never in the hermitage collection and you know there's were never owned by Catherine the great uh, that the producers of the show chose to include them because they set a certain mood or because they tell us something about the characters. Um, so we thought we would walk through a couple uh, specific examples uh, of the paintings to sort of see what we mean by that. So the first one we can talk about is this painting by Peter Paul Rubens uh, from 1630 called Simon and Para. Am I pronouncing that right, Sarah?
0: mm mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: It's Simon <laughs> uh, with a C,
0: so uh, yeah. Or, best guess. Yeah.
1: Um, and so this painting's actually in the collection of the Rijksmuseum in Amsterdam, not the Hermitage. But it is very much a real painting. And what we see, you know, in the television show is uh, you know, apparently a life-size reproduction. It's framed, you know, it looks like a real thing. So the story here is um, it's a story from ancient Rome in which this man Simon has been sentenced to death by starvation. And his daughter Para, who is a grown woman, breastfeeds her father um, in order to um, you know, save him. So the moral of this story is basically, you know, this idea that it is the child's responsibility to help care for the parents and to sacrifice for the parents. And I guess more generally, it can be a kind of symbol of the idea of charity, of you know, doing good works. And so in Ruben's version of this story. Um, we see that um, Simon is uh, imprisoned. He's shackled um, at his ankles and his wrists. His wrists are bound behind his back. He is clearly a sort of older man. He's balding um, with a gray beard. And then, you know, his beautiful daughter has come in and has sat next to him in this gorgeous red dress, but she's pulled it down to expose her breasts. And some of my um, sort of favorite details about this particular work One is the way that the daughter, Para turns her head to look away. So it suggests a kind of modesty on her part. And it's so patriarchal, (laughs) you know, this idea that, like, she looks away, that she feels shame, even as she is doing this, like, you know, frankly, kind of, like, repellent and and act that is seemingly against, like, the laws of nature – So she looks away and looks very sort of pious and devout, and the light is shining her face and illuminating her sort of like she's an angel or something in a very subtle way, but still. Another detail that I love is if you look on the right side of the painting, we see a window with sort of bars uh, across it, and there are two guards in armor with helmets on, so completely historically anachronistic. They look like, I mean, they're all dressed and look like, you know, 17th century flemish people. So there's two guards who are standing outside who are peeking in and and sort of, you know, watching this scene unfold. And they don't really have like lecherous expressions on their faces, but this painting stages a very complicated interplay of gazes where you have, you know, us Looking at this moment that's, you know, sort of the top of the triangle of their bodies where, you know, the father leans forward towards his daughter's breast sort of repellent. We see her hand, actually her whole arm that lifts up her breast to offer it to her father, sort of mirroring the diagonal of his body as it leans in. So, you know, our vision is going in this place and then her vision goes sort of up and outwards outside of the painting. And then the guard's vision points back inwards at this scene and so what's wrapped up in this painting is is this idea, I think, of of looking, of observation, and then thinking about the gender dynamics of that and the display of the woman's body, making it available not only for her father to suckle on her breast, but also for us to look at it and stare at it and enjoy it, and then thinking about shame and the dynamics of that.
0: Just to, to build off of that, this aspect of of viewing of a kind of even voyeurism is important in the context of how... This painting is mobilized in the show, which is in a conversation between Archie and I can't remember her name, Catherine's. Maidservant, um, it's like Muriel or Miriam or whatever. Muriel, yeah. Yeah, um, it's between Archie and, and her, and it's sort of framed as relating to sexual deviancy. And so, I mean, they're looking at the painting, so there's another layer of, of, of kind of viewing and voyeurism, and
1: it's being interpreted through this lens of sexual deviancy. And on top of that, Archie is Muriel's uncle. Mm-hmm. So, and a, a part of the show's plot depends on the degree to which they will be loyal to each other and mm-hmm. they will support each other because they are at odds you know they would want different things at different times in the show and so a big question is like you know will they sort of come through for each other will they betray their allies for each other yeah once again to become a patreon
0: supporter and get access to our scene series including our full discussion of the great please visit patreon.com art history happy hour